Welcome to What's the Plot. This is Sean. This is Mandy. And we're back with another episode. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm actually good this morning. Good. How about yourself? I'm swell. Good. Had me some breakfast mm-hmm. and all those good things. So, I haven't had breakfast yet, just water. Oh, wow. Water's good for you. It gets the digestive mm-hmm. tract going. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, sinuses feel a little bit better. I've been like way more productive the last like week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're pretty good. Seeing some results and stuff, so makes me happy. Good. I'm just uh showing like a villain, huh? <laughs> um, Working everything else. Yeah, just took some time off, you know. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, we got to see like family and stuff too. So yeah. you haven't just been uh being absent. a little lazy. We've have uh, had some things going on, so yeah, we've been absent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a good absent. Absent but present. Yeah, it's a good absent <laughs> and presence. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man. Uh, so I mean, we got a lot to cover. We do. I'm actually excited, um, but a little sad at the same time because why is that? The series is over for now. <laughs> well, this just makes way for more. Mm-hmm. And also, real quick, time is flying by. It is. So whatever you need to get done, do it, please. It's like it's so crazy how you just look back, like especially you know how like sometimes Facebook will show you, well they show you your memories like mm-hmm. on Facebook, and it's like wow I feel like this just happened, or it's like the thing I was showing you on Instagram yesterday with a little girl who's like much older now. Mm-hmm. Time really does like fly. Yeah, I was it's looking crazy. at uh the thing you mentioned about Facebook. I feel like I had just bought that most deaf album I was listening to, and it said three years ago when I posted that picture, and I was mm-hmm. like. Wow. Or is it like Beyonce's The Lemonade album came out five years ago? That's crazy. It doesn't feel like it. It does not feel like it. Well, I imagine time flies even more when you have kids. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine. But yeah, I mean, we've been getting into a lot of things. We've been uh, being with family, but we also been watching a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and listening to a lot of music because we did take another week off. Sorry, guys. But yeah, we had things uh, going on. It wasn't because we were being lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll attribute that to a little laziness. I ain't gonna even lie to you. Well, maybe it's a mixture. But <laughs> yeah. So what you been watching? Um, I watched uh, Cruel Summer on Hulu. So mm-hmm. I watched the first two episodes. That's out. Um, it's actually not bad. Um, so I'm probably gonna continue watching that. I think they're gonna release it on like a weekly basis. I'm assuming. Um, Yellowstone, of course, which they really need to put like a disclaimer before certain episodes. <laughs> Because the one we watched yesterday was kind of a bit much, but I won't tell what happened because I don't know who's watching it. Yeah. Um, Prodigal Son. Uh, I started watching Steven Universe. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. Um, I started watching the movie Cruel Intentions. I have not finished it yet. Okay. Uh, we watched Flight Attendant, of course, which mm-hmm. I feel yeah, like I they needed dis- they needed a disclaimer on that too. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, I think we're caught up on Chicago PD. Um, I don't think we are, but go ahead. I think the well. It's been like two weeks, so we were caught up at the time. I feel like it's been more than two weeks. I think we were still behind when we caught up, so oh, okay. <laughs> if that makes Maybe any so. sense. I actually miss recording sometimes when we don't do it. Yeah. Um. So I watched wrestling here, like a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. Um. We watched Mortal Kombat, the film, which we are going to yes. review for you guys as well. Yes. Um. And then we started Vikings. We did start Vikings. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get more to come back to you guys for sure. My schedule this week is a little crazy. Mm-hmm, it is. And I knew this week was going to be a little crazy coming up, but we are going to get that content out to you. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for being so patient. Mm-hmm. What you been listening to, though? Um, I didn't really write down like the artists. I just wrote down like a little bit of everything. So Pandora, Apple Music, YouTube. 
I've been listening to some old like mixtape Nicki Minaj. Mm. Um, pretty much like a lot of the some little mix. Um, I like the new her song. Oh, okay, I haven't um, heard it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really good. I like it. Um, been listening to a lot of SZA. Mm-hmm. Um, Jasmine Sullivan. Mm. Why? Me too. Go ahead. <laughs> Why is it crazy? Mm-hmm. Um, Chloe and Halle. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of everything. I feel like. What cool. about yourself? What have you been watching and listening to? Okay, so what I've been listening to. I mean, watching. Excuse me. <laughs> I like to go in order, decent in order. Uh, Curb your enthusiasm. Life after lockup. Oh, we uh, did watch. Yeah, <laughs> we started that back up for a second. We did watch an episode. Yeah. Uh, some Vlad YouTube interviews. I try to stay away from Vlad because I know we have this whole thing, but sometimes those interviews just be funny, and I do be at work not doing nothing. This sometimes. website's very messy. Very messy. Like information wise. <laughs> for a lack of a better term, he's a he's a messy queen. He's a messy uh, queen. <laughs> uh, Good Girls on Netflix. Uh, Snowfall, of course. Gosh. Mm-hmm. You know what? If we was if this is like another time, another place, I would do like Patreon episodes, mm-hmm. explicit and break down Snowfall. But if you've been watching yeah. Snowfall, uh, Snowfall, our show, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> if you've been watching Snowfall, you know. Well, the season finale just happened. I watched that; it was really good. But you have to admit, I at least know something about the show. You do because one of your favorite actors is on the show. That's why. Who? Uh, DeAndre Bonds. Oh, you're talking about uh, Stacy. Yes. <laughs> uh, we've been watching the Avengers cartoon on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm caught up on the Good Doctor. I think so. Yeah, I think there's a new episode, so I don't think you are. Oh, that's our show too, right? Yeah, it is. Psych. Um, <laughs> but Damson Idris, yes, he's not the CEO of the Darkskins, but oh my god, <laughs> but he is a hell of an actor. He's very talented, and. I think it's really good when you can see the difference mm-hmm. from them off screen versus mm-hmm. the difference of them on screen because he's two totally different people. When you watch Snowfall, mm-hmm. he's not one of those people that me personally, I'd be like, that's Franklin. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, that's Damson. Mm-hmm. So he does a really good job. And the whole cast does a really good job. And I'm sure Louis is everybody's favorite. But Louis is the uncle, right? Louis is the uncle's wife. This is Jerome's oh. wife. Oh, okay. I was going to say what happened to her, but I don't want to say that because I don't know who's watching. Yeah, we don't, know, we, don't, we don't want any spoilers. Mm-hmm. So, what I've been listening to, real quick, let me insert this real quick. So, it's the 10-year, the time fliggity-fliggity flies. It's the 10-year anniversary of Wiz Khalifa's Cushion Orange Juice. Mm-hmm. So, I went to go find that to look that up, but every mixtape website wants you to sign up for a... Which is really annoying. ...account now. You just can't download it for free. That Piff, live mixtapes, all those. This is not a um, advertisement, but sheesh, man. I'm like, I just want to download because mm-hmm. the original mixtape version is different from the version that they have oh, on like streaming. streaming. Yeah, which is whack. And <laughs> even I want to go listen to Cabin Fever as well, and some of the beats on there are different. Well, you know I was mad about phone numbers. Yeah, I definitely have to listen to that original phone numbers. Trade the Truth went off. You know, that's my favorite part of the song yeah. It's Trade the Truth. Trade the Truth. I got to go to a recording session. I got to see how he record because this dude's voice is super deep. Can we just shout out Trader Truth? He does a lot. Trader Truth For the is black community and for a, his own community. Trader Truth is a living saint. Mm-hmm. I just saw on his Instagram, he traveled to go see a kid with, I think, brain cancer. Yes. Um, you know, he told them, he said, I told him I was going to, you know, 
fly out and I did it. And yeah. I think that's like really awesome when people do stuff like that. Trey seems, I don't know him personally. Uh, hey, I'll be honest with you. I would love to do an episode with Trey the Truth where we just talk about TV and film because I want to mm-hmm. know more about him. Mm-hmm. But he seems like he's a man of his word mm-hmm. and he has a lot of integrity. And you're right. He does a lot for everybody's community, including his community. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And he's a father. Yeah. So he has a, he has his own life going on. Exactly. Yeah. And he's an artist. Yeah. And I'm sure he has many other things going on that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. So Probably shout other out other business ventures, everything else. So. Shout out Trade the Truth and the DJ that be with him. I forget the DJ name. I'm sorry, man, but they are pretty much a duo. They mm-hmm. have the uh, relief gang mm-hmm. thing going on. But uh, yeah. but what also I've been listening to nonstop is Summer Walker. Uh, oh, you know. 070 Shake. I listened to some game the other day. Uh, Snow Allegra is back in rotation. Mm-hmm. My boy Marion Meadows dropped a new album. Your boy? Her boy that turned into my boy <laughs> dropped a new album. Uh, Belly. He dropped two new singles, but I did go back and listen to the Mumble Rap Project. Every time I hear Belly, I think about the movie Belly. Yeah. Well, Belly, the rapper, he got bars. Mm-hmm. Bars. Oh, they had a DMX service too. I didn't watch it though. It's, I don't was like it? watching sad things. Yeah, they had it already. Oh yeah, yeah, they did. That and the memorial. So yeah, recipes to DMX, man. One of the greatest rappers, one of the greatest artists, mm-hmm. and one of the greatest uh, human beings. Human beings, yeah, man. Yeah, you know how I felt about DMX. That was my guy. So DMX, man, my daddy. I remember '98 mm-hmm. vividly. I was old enough to remember '98 when he he kept dropping. Okay, so was that the Source Awards? I always have this one performance from DMX in my head. Was it the Source Awards? I think. Which you know how old is this? Because the Source Awards is not around. Yeah, you right? to bring him back. Well, he was getting beat up. But he did ahead. a performance on stage, and he like he was in a cage, and he like kicked the cage open. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? No. Man, I got I got to figure out like where that performance was, and that's like when I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be like my guy." Yeah, <laughs> I got to. I think it was at the Source Awards or something. I can't remember, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna go into my tangent because we haven't been here in a while. But check this out. I remember behind the music and like, remember they used to do the behind the videos, mm-hmm. and they did. Uh, I'm gonna just say it. What these bitches want mm-hmm. uh, behind the scenes with Cisco and DMX and everything, and I didn't know. This is I think the first time I found out that people had sets where they were like buildings and cafes because they did it like on a set mm-hmm. and you know they had all the women in the street and everything mm-hmm. was it a set or was it? but i thought it was pretty cool mm-hmm. and you know he had the red leather on mm-hmm. and he was naming a plethora of women mm-hmm. and i was like that's hard dmx loved him a leather outfit leather man and boots <laughs> that's the real big dog man it is uh but yeah belly uh some ugk let me see it. Uh, look at me. Classics. Uh, Blast. Some Jasmine Sullivan. Some Conway the Machine. He dropped a new album. It's actually a pretty good album. Uh, la, la. It's pretty much The Machine in Spanish. Yeah. Uh, Flo Millie. Come on now. I like Flo Millie. Pop Smoke. Flo Millie shit. Crucial Conflict and some Soldier Slam. Ain't that her tag? That's Flo Millie for sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's weird. I have younger sisters. Every young girl reminds me of my sister. So I'm like, this is what my sister's going to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to get your sister yeah. to rap? <laughs> I'm like, Flo Millie be going off to me. She be going off to me. I she like Flo Millie. She be talking her smack. She's so cute. Yeah, she's like, I'm like, oh, this is what my sister's going to be doing. And I know like she's a grown like a grown woman, but mm. I'm like. Well, she's sister. younger than us. So. She's younger than us, but <laughs> somebody told me the other day, 
that uh, Sean's much older than us, and they were turning 25. I said, what? I said, how old do you think I am? <laughs> but whatever. I said, yeah. And People like, always <laughs> exaggerate age. I swear it's the craziest thing on the planet. You can be like three years older than somebody, and they'll think you're old. It's like, so if I'm old, what are you? That's why I'm, like, I'm like, you know my age is going to sneak up on you. Also, I'm not old. <laughs> I prefer to get old and not die young. So hey, You heard what... Um, uh, Steve Harvey said, "Old is the goal." Yeah, y'all can y'all can worry about being super young for the rest of your life all you want. Yeah. I'm okay with getting older. Now yeah. I'm not, you know, looking forward to some of the things that come with getting older, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm completely fine with getting older. I'm no, I'm not trying to die young. So yeah, for real, we know too many people that did that, and we're not gonna mm-hmm. go into that, all that. But yeah, old is the goal, man. I remember 25 like two days ago, and now I'm the age I am now. But also. You're always going to be older to somebody else. You're always. So when man. people are 25 and they're calling you old, somebody who's 1920 probably thinks you're old. I remember being, <laughs> and this is a tangent, but I remember being 20 mm-hmm. and it was a guy, you know, the guy that made that beat for us, that, that song that you liked that I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like 27 or 28, the dude that made the beat at the time. Mm-hmm. And we was cracking jokes about how old he is. See, I a don't know. A couple years ago. I was that age and I was like, he wasn't old. Exactly. He was just, old, he was just older and to I us. I always say that. I say when people get to that age, their their mind is gonna completely change. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's cause we didn't really talk about age and stuff like a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really dwell on it like too much. Of course you yeah. pay attention to it because you're getting older, of course. But you know, I've always been told like people in my family like looked younger and things like that, but I never really paid attention to age too much, I don't think, growing up. But whatever, everybody's different. I think that age is a blessing. And, it very much so is. And if you know somebody that's older than you by a couple of years, about a few decades, learn from them because that's where wisdom comes in. Learn from them if it, they're worth learning from. Yeah, 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 that part too. <laughs> but you can also learn what not to do. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. But you got any news? I do. I have a couple things uh, since, you know, we've been away for a little bit. So we're going to start off with the Oscars and we're going to do the wins and then we're going to do, I guess, the snubs or losses. Um, and then we're going to talk about the ratings. So wins for the night. Daniel Kaluuya won Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Judas and the Black Messiah. So congratulations to him. Great movie. Um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom won for Best Costume Design. So congratulations to the team for that. Uh, Soul won for Best Original Score. So congratulations to them for that. Uh, Two Distant Strangers, which I have not seen, um, but it won for Best Live Action Short Film. But there's a lot of people that worked on this. So like Jesse Williams, um, I think Terrence J worked on this. I saw Kevin Durant. There was another basketball player. So there seems to be a decent amount of people that worked on this. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing they all get Oscars for it. So congratulations to all of them. Yeah. Um, Soul won for Best Animated Feature Film. So congratulations to them. Still haven't watched it. We need to. Yeah, Congratulations to Jamie Foxx and everybody who worked on that film. Um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom also won for Best Makeup and Hairstyling. So congratulations to the team who did that. Um, and Fight For You, uh, the song, is it just her on the song? I think it's just her vocals. I don't know if anybody did any backgrounds. I'm sure they did. but um, So Fight For You um, from Judas and the Black Messiah won for Best Original Song. So congratulations to her and Tierra Thomas and I cannot remember everybody who contributed to the song but mm-hmm. congratulations to everybody so and I'm not really big on like Oscars or anything but 
Yeah. If it makes the person who won happy, I'm not here to like tear people down. That's not my thing. Mm-hmm. So people feel like there were some snubs, of course. So Chadwick Boseman, they feel like he was snubbed. I think it was for best actor. Okay, I didn't know. I, didn't I know think it was best actor um, for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, hmm. Let me double check that. I don't want yeah. to say this incorrectly. I didn't even know the Oscars were even coming up. These are the. I didn't uh, either. The Golden Globes and the Oscars. These are things that slip by me every year. I know we. I teach. used to watch them when I was in college, um, but I didn't. As I got older, I think it's because it just things started to feel like popularity shows to me. Yeah. And so I haven't like really, really paid them uh, like too much attention. Yeah, I think it's Best Actor. He lost to um, Anthony Hopkins, which people were like, how the hell did Anthony Hopkins win? I like Anthony Hopkins. Uh, He's from, well, what we know him from is Westworld. And I think he's also um, Odin and Thor. Odin and and Thor. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's not like he's a terrible actor or anything. I haven't seen what he was nominated for. It's the British takeover, man. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he's been here, though. <laughs> but, you know, I understand, on the other hand, you know, this is the last project that Chadwick did. So this mm-hmm. is more than likely the last time he'll be nominated uh, for an Oscar. So I can kind of understand people's sentiments. And I think people yeah. were saying like, they kind of built the Oscars around, you know, Chadwick being nominated and people thought that he more than likely was going to win. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that it didn't happen. And then they put the best actor at the end of the show when normally it's not at the end of the show. So they put it at the end of the show and then the show was over. Oh, so they saying like they, they feel like they did that they on used purpose. Him, his name and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I completely understand that. Um, but I'm also not for trying to take things away from people. I would have loved if Chadwick had won one. The only thing that sometimes annoys me is when people sometimes wait until people aren't here anymore. Now he's yeah. nominated for a project he was on, but you know, sometimes award shows will wait till somebody's no longer here and then mm. you want to give them something. Um, but I do feel like Chadwick most definitely got his flowers while he was here. That does not take away from his acting abilities. He's still amazing. It doesn't matter yeah. what the Oscars, you know, what the Academy thinks to me. And much love to his uh, his wife. Yeah, his yep. family. Yep. Yeah. Um, of course, Viola Davis didn't win one. Um, and then Andre Day did not win one. So okay. people were not too thrilled about that. And then, of course, Lakeith, but he lost to Daniel. So I guess it's sort of kind of like a win-win in a sense. Sure. <laughs> nice outfit, guy. <laughs> I swear when I saw his outfit, I'm like, he's going to like this outfit. Yeah. Um, but you know, bad news for, uh, Oscars, they're actually down 58%, uh, viewership, Mm -hmm. uh, compared to last year. So it was 23.6 million last year and only 9.85 million watched. What do you think people are doing? Well, I think it's, I feel like, uh, award shows just in general have been losing viewership. That's very true. But I think that people are just not really caring anymore and i think it's because of like the way things have operated in the past with some of these uh award shows people are just like i'm not gonna watch because i know i'm probably gonna be disappointed for some people mm-hmm. all it takes is a couple times for them to be disappointed and then they're just off it yeah. um some people will come back every year just to kind of sort of kind of see what's going on yeah um, i'm one of those people i don't like to continuously watch stuff just to be disappointed i guess because everybody wants their favorite to win that's really what it is that's true um 
But yeah, I just I don't really care for award shows. I told you they feel like popularity shows to me. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, so moving on from the Oscars and everybody who whether it's Viola Davis or Andre Day or Chadwick, everybody's still great. It does not matter to me anyway. Um, so moving on, we have some House of the Dragon news. You ready mm, for this? Let's hear this. Uh, so production has officially begun for House of the Dragon. Uh, they released several photos on uh, Instagram, on the HBO Instagram page, mm-hmm. showing a socially distanced table read. And then it was like introducing the characters who were at the table read. Uh, and they also put out an official Instagram page specifically for House of the Dragon. So if you want to follow that, it is at House of the Dragon HBO. All one word, of course. And follow us on Instagram as well. Absolutely. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so it said it's going to be on HBO Max in 2022. So we are getting it next year. Um, it is supposed to be 10 episodes. Uh, the co-creators for the show is, of course, George R. R. Martin and mm-hmm. Brian Condal. And then executive producers, Miguel Sapochnik, who, of course, directed some of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Condal, George R. R. Martin, uh, Sarah Lee Hess, Ron Schmidt, and uh, Vince Gerardis, I think is how you pronounce it. And there's many other people, of course, working on the show, but that's just like a couple of people, so... I'm really excited for House of the Dragon. Yeah. I know season eight left a bad taste in people's mouths, which is very understandable. Um, now, I'm not going to go in the comment sections every time they post something and tell them how bad season eight is. That's not yeah. my thing. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I feel like it'll be, you know, I, as long as George, I guess, stays on. And then they already have the source material. Um, so I'm looking forward to how this is going to go. All right. And if you look close enough to that table read, if you look far, far, far in the back, mm-hmm. you'll see a garbage can, and it's me throwing a, a bottle away. Oh my god! I was there. <laughs> he was not there. He's yeah, lying. I was there. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, and then, if you guys are interested in who is um in the cast, I looked at an uh, article from Harper's Bazaar, um, and they listed who is uh casted so far. I don't think they're done they could be with mm-hmm. casting um but i think they have like the core people that they need for now oh cool so that should be fun um this is a little late but i wanted to bring this up about Issa Rae. okay um so congratulations to her because she has a new eight-figure film and tv deal with warner media Ooh. so it's a five-year overall deal with a partnership between uh i think her business is called hooray and Warner Media, so it gives HBO, HBO Max, and Warner Brothers exclusive rights to her work in TV and film. So congratulations to her. I'm sure she's going to put out some great content. I just kind of wanted to bring that up about Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to talk about the NAACP wins because I feel like sometimes we look at these other places and skip over our own. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, I, I pulled up an article from Variety. So if you guys are interested in seeing who the winners was from that, um, you guys should go and check that out. Like people like Chadwick and everybody else pretty much won awards, you know, during that time. It was like a month or so ago, but I just wanted to bring that up because we pay attention to stuff like Oscars and then don't pay attention to our own stuff. So. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, so here's a little tough subject for us. Sorry, guys, we've been away for a little bit. So Let's talk about it. <laughs> There is a petition to recast T'Challa. So I'm going to kind of talk about like what the petition is saying. I'm probably going to read it so that people have an understanding of what it is. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then we're also going to talk about them um, addressing moving Black Panther to filming from Georgia. So there is currently a petition on change.org to recast T'Challa. So the petition is not to replace Chadwick Boseman, but is to continue the portrayal of the character T'Challa in film. So they're not asking like for an immediate replacement, but to have someone portray him, the character T'Challa, like in the mm-hmm. future. Uh, currently, it has the one that I saw. It has twenty nine thousand six hundred and eighty three signatures out of the requested thirty five thousand. So, mm. let me pull up this. People are very adamant about this. Well, I kind of see why, but I also am still emotional about it. So I don't have a dog in this fight. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it still makes me sad. So I'm just going to read this for you guys. So you guys have an understanding. It says in August of 2020, the world mourned the death of Chadwick Boseman to many. He was known for his on-screen role of black Panther in the Marvel universe. While his character T'Challa was adored by fans. There have been rumors that Marvel will kill off his character in the new movie and for good. Come on, iPad. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see what's going on. Yeah. This is a call for the president of Marvel studios, Kevin Feige, co-president Lewis, Desposito, I think, and writer slash director Ryan Coogler to reconsider their decision and recast the role of T'Challa in the Black uh, Panther franchise. If Marvel Studios removes T'Challa, it would be at the expense of the audience audiences, especially black boys and men, which, uh, hello, women, but whatever, uh, <laughs> who saw themselves in him. That also includes the millions of fans who were inspired by the character as well. By not recasting it, it would it would it could stifle the opportunity for one of the most popular leading black superheroes to add on to their legacy. The number one way to kill a legend is to stop telling their story. So they then list the call to action for it. And then it says it's a little long, but I'm going to, you know, stick with it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Hashtag recast T'Challa is not a call to replace Chadwick Boseman. No one can ever do that. It is not asking for an immediate replacement either, nor is this calling for the prevention of other characters to take up the mantle of Black Panther like Shuri or anyone else. This petition is merely asking to continue the portrayal of T'Challa in the MCU. Hashtag recast T'Challa is a call to fulfill the role that Chadwick Boseman worked so hard for the world to see. And then you guys can go and check out the rest of it. It's a lot to read. Um, So I'm not going to continue reading the whole thing. But that is basically what they are saying when they say recast T'Challa. They're not saying get rid of Chadwick Boseman's legacy. They're just saying continue it. Yeah, because I think they said they're they're not going to recast it, but it's like, well, what about in the near future? Mm-hmm. What are you guys just playing? So I understand it, but I'm still sad behind it. So I don't have no dog in this fight. Um, it'd be great if they did, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel you. Um, so addressing them, uh, quite possibly moving the film from Georgia. So Ryan Coogler says he will still film uh, Black Panther two in Georgia. Despite the recent voting bills, right, uh, voting rights bill that was passed. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't see it. Okay. So um, there it was a voting rights bill that was obviously passed in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And the bill doesn't allow food and water to voters in line. It requires ID for absentee ballots and limits the placement of ballot drop boxes. And the government can potentially disqualify voters in Democratic leaning areas. So, of course, Republicans passed, <laughs> yeah. passed this bill. <laughs> um, and so what Ryan said was instead of uh, moving it, you know, they're going to support voting rights organizations. Um, he said he also wants to continue to support the local people mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, employees and businesses and vendors that are employed by the film, which I completely understand. Um, but I also understand people like, hey, we need to take money out of Georgia's mouth um, because they're doing things like that. Because a lot of people film in Georgia. There's so. there's a lot going on with this whole thing. Yeah, it is. To be honest. Um, but of course, I think it's filmed at Tyler Perry Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, which so is kind of offset, right? What do you mean? Like you have to drive out there and it's kind of like it's on, like he's on acres. Yeah, I don't know, but I would love to go visit one day. Um, so yeah, I, I can understand it, but I can also understand, I, I can understand both sides. Yeah. Uh, basically is what I'm saying. But he said he will not be moving, moving the film from Georgia. Instead, he's going to help put in the work um, to get, you know, people's rights restored. So. Okay. Good for him. Um, <laughs> also, um, since we're getting ready to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier, before we get started, Captain America 4 has been announced. Yay. Yum. <laughs> so Captain America 4 is now in development with the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier showrunner, Malcolm Spellman. And so far, there's been no casting, plot details, or anything announced. Um, but it is expected to have Anthony Mackie as the lead. So congratulations Ooh. to Anthony Mackie. Captain Falcon. Yay. His name is not Captain, Captain Falcon. Falcon. <laughs> Falcon America. Ooh, I just said a mouthful. I need some water. Yeah. So while she gets her drink on, I'm guessing now we're going to get into this actual episode. And she pretty much said what we're going to get into. Yeah, so we are going to talk about episodes five and six this yeah. week. So I figured we might as well go ahead and talk about them together. Yeah, I'll try to time mark these, but there's no guarantee I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> so just listen at your discretion. If you're more so interested in one or the other, mm-hmm. get to that place. But yeah. please subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> so episode five titled Truth. Uh, so the description for this episode is. John Walker faces consequences for his actions and Sam and Bucky return to the U.S. So I figured maybe what we can do this time is kind of go through some of the points and just give our thoughts as we go through the points, if that makes sense. Um, rather than, yeah. you know, reading through everything and then. Makes perfect sense. Okay. So just stop me if there's anywhere where you would like to. Facts. <laughs> okay. So episode picks up. We're left off with obviously episode four. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam and Bucky, they follow Walker, uh, inside of this like abandoned warehouse where there's a lot of abandoned warehouse. There's a lot of it. They must have filmed in Gary. Wow. Indiana. Wow. As mentioned in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, they follow Walker to take the shield from him, but of course not without a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so after, you know, they, they wrestle this thing from him, uh, Bucky tosses the shield to Sam once they get it back. And then they're basically like taking off the mission and return home to the States to wait for more direction. Yes. Um, so there was a piece, you know what? No, I think that's at the end. So whatever. I'll wait. Um, so Walker uh, later appears at a court martial where he's basically like stripped of everything, but no jail time. Um, hmm. And he later approached, is her name Contessa? Contessa. Whoever the lady is that approached him after court. No, Val. What's her name, though? I thought it was Contessa, no? I'm just going to go by Val because her name's pretty long. I don't know where I got Contessa from. I don't know. So uh, so she sat down and talked to him. She gave him her card. She's a little awkward. She mm-hmm. just was, like, talking. And I was just like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so she made a comment where she said the shield was uh, 
technically not owned by the government, there was some gray area. Right, because what I heard was once uh, Steve went back in time, it was like an alternate type thing. So oh. it's not, it's like a part of the government, but it's a part of the government in another time. So it's not really a part of the government in this time. So it's weird like that. But so how do they in this? I mean, I guess I can see how they have the ability to, I guess, choose another Captain America, but them asking. So Sam technically didn't have to give them the shield. Thing, no, he right? didn't. He never okay. had to. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember her making that comment. Um, so Carly finds out that um, their supporters have been accused of a crime mm-hmm. and the place uh, where they were has been raided. Um, and she decides it's time for them to move forward with their plan. She just seems all over the place to me. Mm-hmm. Like she don't, it's like she knows what she wants to do, but she's like still this scared little girl or something. <laughs> it's like kind of all over the place. Um. So what was I going to say? Okay. So, my comments about Walker really quick. Go ahead. And his whole like court thing. So personally, I feel like he got off a little easy. Yeah. Yes. He got stripped of some things, but this guy's not serving any jail time. He mm-hmm. literally like Murdered. beat somebody to death. Yeah. <laughs> um, he also still believes he's Captain America mm-hmm. in his head. And then, um, I sort of kind of see what he means when he tells them that you guys like basically built me. Mm-hmm. So of course with him being, um, is he considered a veteran or is he still active? Well, he's not active. So I'm guessing he'd be considered a veteran. He's already served his time. You know, he, you know, serving the country and you know, that comes with this whole other traumas, mm-hmm. you know, with serving the country. And then, you guys bring me back to be Captain America and have me do all this training and, and things of this nature. I guess I can sort of kind of see where his comment is from, but at the same time, he needs to take some accountability for his actions for the, some of the things he's done. Yeah. I mean, you're right. He's seen no jail time. Mm-hmm. They stripped him of some things, but at the same time, it's like. Also, are they aware he took this, uh, the serum? I don't know, but Bao was aware. Okay. I was wondering if the government knew he took it because I don't know if that's the case. Nobody questioned him about it. No, they really didn't. Unless I missed something like when I was watching it, but I didn't see anybody say anything to him about that. No. Uh, Bucky finds Zemo in Sokovia and hands him over to the Dormilaje so they can take him to the raft. Mm-hmm. Good job, Bucky. Yeah. Doing the right thing here. Um, so Ayo tells him to make himself scarce in Wakanda for a while, probably cause it's like, you kind of released the guy who killed her king. Yeah. <laughs> Um, however, he does ask her for another favor. Um, so even though he did the right thing, he still has to face the repercussions of it with her mm-hmm. telling him like, Hey, you should make yourself scarce. Cause you don't know who's going to beat your ass. <laughs> yeah. They see you in Wakanda for like releasing the guy who killed her. Again. Mm-hmm. But, um, Sam goes to visit Isaiah, uh, with a shield so he can understand, uh, what went wrong. <clears throat> I feel like this is probably the most important scene in this episode. Well, this is probably one of the most important episodes out of the whole thing. Yeah. Um. So just to kind of like talk about, cause I, at first I wasn't going to like really expand on the conversation, but I feel mm-hmm. like we should. So some points from the conversation. So he tells Sam, you know, they'll never let a black man be captain America. Right. 
Um, he tells him the stars and stripes mean nothing to him. Mm. I swear, every time I record, my sinuses start acting up. Hey. I don't know what it is. Let him act up then. He says that any self-respecting black man wouldn't want to be, even if he could be. Mm. Uh, he talked about the red tails and what they experienced when they returned home. So even though they served this country, they came home with crosses burning on their lawns. Yeah. Which is so weird to me because people say they're Christians and then you burn a cross. doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, he talks about how they told his wife that he was dead. Which is crazy to me. Uh-huh. And before he was released, you know, she died. He never received any of her letters. They made sure he didn't get any. Mm-hmm. Um, so the different doses of serum, they told him it was tetanus. Um, and then he said he went to rescue his friends instead of letting them die. Uh, but they were going to let them die because they were trying to hide evidence of yeah. the experiment. Yeah. Uh, there was a nurse that declared him dead. You know, she gave him the box of letters and photos. Mm-hmm. Um, he said she took pity on him and gave it, you know, declared him dead and everything. Um, and he says he doesn't want his story told and that they'll kill him if it gets out, which is why he hasn't told it. Yeah. And then he said he was ra- he raced, so his story wouldn't get out. So a lot to unpack here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so of course the the comment where he said. Uh, what did he say? He said, where the stars and stripes mean nothing to him. Mm-hmm. Any person who, whether you're around the world or you're here, um, you probably wouldn't fully understand, but you have some kind of understanding how black Americans have a very complicated relationship um, with, you know, the flag and things of that nature. Yes. We don't hate the flag. I know that's like, an ongoing thing to make things appear that way. Mm-hmm. It just feels like we do so much for a country that doesn't do anything for us. Or we do the the equal amount yeah. that our counterparts do and we're still looked at as we're not doing enough or uh-huh. it's just like you, you need to be happy that you're even here. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean we don't love our country. We do, of course. We're still here. Yeah. <laughs> But we also feel like it represents everybody but us. True. In a sense. True. You still have black people who are in the service who will fight to the death for this country. People still represent this country. People are not ashamed to be. Well, sometimes people are probably ashamed sometimes to be from America, but not necessarily because of the flag itself, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's complicated. But I feel like people's response is always like, well, you can always leave. And it's like, well, why not try to make things right? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always like this. Well, if you don't like it, you can leave kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But for him, it's like I served this country. They put me in prison for what I did for this country tried to hide me and erase me. It was going to like, just going to let me die. Well, then they discredit the part where just in this instance, where he's proud mm-hmm. prior before all this stuff happens mm-hmm. to serve the country. Yeah. It's, it just has yeah. always felt like we were for the country, but they were never for us. Right. So all those things happen and he was pushed into this corner because it becomes Stockholm syndrome when mm-hmm. he just loves the abuse that he's getting after he was willing, he willingly joined the service. Mm-hmm. They didn't pull him out of his house. Yeah. So don't forget that part of the story. When yeah. you tell the story, he didn't just wake up and like, 
I hate the country that I live in or the country yeah. that I'm from. He experienced that, something they, that made him feel that so way. So just like with John, they created that. Yeah. So. Or even, I mean, look at Sharon. Sharon, you know, what was she? She was an agent. Mm-hmm. Did everything for this country. And she talked about it in that episode where she told Bucky, she's like, I'm surprised you even still you know, are trying to protect anything that has to do, I guess, like with America, she feels betrayed, you know, everybody else is pardoned, but her. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't understand how people don't understand that, but yeah. Um, and then it's like, you can do all that is asked of you mm-hmm. and still face, uh, like racism and injustice. I mean, he brought up the thing with the red tails, you know, they had crosses burned on their lawns after everything that they did. Yeah. So, you can fight for this country and do everything and sometimes still feel like it's not for you. Yeah. His his point of view is very much so understandable for somebody to experiment on you for 30 years and to hide you because number one, you're an experiment for them and mm-hmm. then you're black <laughs> on yeah. top of that and they would never have you be the face of America at that. Right. Um, um, what was I going to say? Oh, so, and then once again, you know, them lying and experimenting mm-hmm. on people. We brought up the Tuskegee um, yeah. example last time. It's the same thing. It is. Telling them it was tetanus. And then um, the part where the lady um, declared him dead so he could, you know, mm-hmm. be taken out of there. And for some reason, I know that movie's supposed to be a comedy, but it reminded me of the movie Life. Well, they had to oh, set it up yeah. to, to like for murder they act like they were dead and they were like old, mm-hmm. you know, for a crime they didn't even commit. Yeah. For some reason, it reminded me of that part, like when he was talking about how she declared him dead so that he could get out. And yeah. for some reason that popped in my head. So, but yeah, there was a lot to unpack in that scene. It's actually really, really sad. And, you know, people might look at him and say he's bitter, but wouldn't you be? Yeah. Thirty years. <laughs> your, of your wife life. died. Tortured. And, you know, thinking you were dead. And somebody pointed out that Steve Rogers had did like a similar mission mm-hmm. where he went to go free people mm-hmm. and they praised and celebrated him. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah went to go free people, uh uh POWs or whatever, mm-hmm. and they locked him away. You know, too, that's sort of kind of the difference with that is um with Steve, he kind of knew it was an experiment. With Isaiah, he didn't know it was an experiment. Hmm. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't know he was getting a serum. They was giving everybody different doses of the serum. True. Whereas with Steve, he basically, like, volunteered to do it. It was sort of kind of explained to him, right? I think. I don't remember the um, whole thing. But with Isaiah, you know, they were lied to and told it was something else, and it wasn't. Hmm. So. Good point. And also, this isn't Steve's fault. Because Steve probably didn't even know any of this was happening. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But they knew. That's what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. So, but yeah, there was a lot uh, to unpack. And then the fact that they erased him, which that's like even today still, where people's contributions and things, especially black Americans, is erased. And we don't find out about it until decades later. Yeah. That's like literally a thing. Yeah. So, um. Moving on from that. So Sam goes home to help his sister uh, with the boat. Uh, Bucky shows up, you know, to give him a brief briefcase and he ends up helping him with the boat. He ends up staying for a little bit. 
Um, Walker goes to visit Lamar's family. Um, Sharon calls to offer, is it Bot Botrock? I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Patrick. Yeah, whoever he is. Uh, she offers him a job. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Just real quick. We talked about it like while we were watching uh, the show. What's that? It would be so funny if Bucky ended up dating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sam's sister. That would be hilarious. <laughs> because they bicker like old ladies. <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious. <laughs> so he would have to deal with uh, Bucky a little bit more than he probably wants to. Yeah, that's. I think they're getting closer, where, though, but uh, it's still funny to me. Was it? Did we get past the scene where he sleep on the couch yet? Uh, no, I don't think I so. I think we're coming up on that. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but that would be so funny because I feel like Bucky kind of did it on purpose too, unless he really did think she was cute or something. Not saying he didn't find her attractive. Yeah. Um, but he also does things to be spiteful to say. <laughs> well, I think he was doing it too much. Yeah. To so, for, he's yeah. like cheesing in her face, introducing yeah. himself, and Sam's just staring off at him like, "Don't fucking play me." <laughs> They are hilarious together. Mm. Um, also, why was the room dark when they went to go visit Lamar's parents? I don't know. That's a good question. They were just sitting in the dark. Maybe it was symbolic of like the darkness that's over them now and the darkness that that's over it. John. To the I don't know. I just find it weird sometimes when when people are doing scenes. But you're right. It probably represents something. And they're just sitting in the dark. It's like, turn the fucking lights on <laughs> so I can see. <laughs> um, so they, they reprimanded... Um, Walker, mm-hmm. but what was done for Lamar? Like, did they do a service a for question. Lamar? That's a good what question. What was done for Lamar's family? I feel like they did this whole thing, you know, where they talked to him, but nobody brought up Lamar and like this whole hearing and everything. It's a good, good observation. And I'm just like, okay, he went to go offer, you know, his condolences and everything to the family. And mm-hmm. I'm sure he probably feels like shit. Yeah. Because that was his best friend and he has to go tell his best friend's family like he was with me like when this thing happened. Mm-hmm. Um and you know they saw you know, they said how he was Lamar was so happy for him and things of that nature, which I'm sure his family doesn't hate him. I'm not gonna lie, I was looking forward to probably seeing Lamar and other stuff. Me too. I didn't so, I I'm still not thrilled that he was killed. Yeah, but. I was wanting him to get away from John, mm-hmm. honestly, but yeah. Or at least be there and be a steady voice for him mm-hmm. like when he's going through things so they were best friends so he probably wouldn't have like just left him yeah um but yeah we didn't see a service or anything for not even an indication of a service or, anything. or like a 20 second clip of like a 21 gun salute or something something like that. yeah um they just sort of kind of just was like whatever lamar's did um so what else also it's very obvious who sharon is at this point you i think, think so? pe- i think people figured it out you think so I think we figured it out. We'll get to that. We will. Yeah. Uh, they didn't do a very good job of like sugarcoating this. I doubt it, but <laughs> some people were still confused, but we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> um. So I think this is around the part where you were wanting to talk about him being on the couch. Oh, I was, all I was going to say is uh, he was interacting with his new stepsons. <laughs> That's all I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, that would be so funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're in the backyard because uh, Sam's sister basically like boots them away from her boat mm-hmm. so they can work on stuff. Um, because she told him she doesn't come up there and tell him how to barrel roll, <laughs> like when oh, he's yeah. in the sky. Yeah. 
which is so funny. They are funny to me. Yeah. Um. So Sam and Bucky, you know, they're throwing around the shield and they talk about Steve and what it meant for a black man, you know, to have the shield. So mm-hmm. very proud of Bucky in this moment. I feel like he's growing as a person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you I mean, feel like from, he's redeeming himself? I mean, of course. I mean, he was out here murking fools, but he was also under trance. Yeah. And I feel like he, he he's trying, you know. Um. So Bucky also saying, uh, you know, he talked about the shield representing the closest thing that he had to a family. So we mm-hmm. understand more about, you know, this whole shield thing. Right. Um, he also talks about why he had Steve's book. You know, he's like, I figured if it worked for him, it worked for me. Mm-hmm. So obviously Steve was his closest thing to family. His family's dead. You know, he's a hundred something years old. Yeah. Um, and then Sal, Sam tells him, he said, you know, this might come as a surprise, but it doesn't matter what Steve thought about you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and he's not saying it in a bad way. He's just saying, like, stop depending on people to tell you who you are, in right. a sense. But I, I can see why he does that. Yeah. Um, so Sam tells him, you know, you do you need to do the work in order to climb out the hell that mm-hmm. he's in, you know, with the nightmares and everything. Um, he tells him he wasn't amending, but he was avenging. Um, and then he also tells him he has to make people feel better and be of service to the people who he hurt. And he's, he can start with one because Bucky said there's like 12 or something like that. He yeah. said, well, you start with one. Um, and then Bucky leaves to catch his flight. So I feel like this was probably my second favorite scene of the episode. I feel like the dialogue in this episode was more so important for me versus... Yeah. There wasn't too much fighting, I don't think, but no, it wasn't. the dialogue was very important in this this episode. So, um, very proud of Bucky for understanding that, you know, both he and Steve didn't really fully understand what it meant to give the shield to a black man. And mm-hmm. then him apologizing and telling him, like, of course, I probably still don't understand, but I understand. So, you know, sorry for... Yeah you know, making you feel a certain kind of way when I didn't really understand what it meant to you. Yeah. So very proud of Bucky for that. He's, he's growing. I think it's the therapy. What do you sure. Think? He's growing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the advice that Sam gives to Bucky. Um, and it sort of kind of reminded me of just like everyday, like life. So mm. we go through things obviously like in every day. And so a lot of people want to feel better, but people don't want to put in the work to feel better. That's true. Um, I mean, myself included sometimes. I'm not like exempt from it. Well, a great speaker once said. Who's this great speaker before you say this? A great speaker once said. <laughs> people be wanting everything, but don't want to give up nothing. Mm-hmm. Time, money, dedication. You got to mm-hmm. get this shit something. Who said that, babe? I said it. It's in the song that's coming out pretty soon. I'll put the link in when I drop it. Mm. Anyway, um, it also made me think about how people want results without ever starting anything. That is a very true. And I've had to do that for myself. And that could apply to like anything. It could be a project. It could be relationship. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. You're not going to get results from something if you're not putting in the work. I'm going to say ouch because that, that hit, it hurt you. That hit me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a fact, <laughs> though. That's true. Um, And I do like how they departed. So they had this very serious moment. He's like, good advice. And then it's not them if they don't start picking on each other. 
So petty he's like, ants, petty ants. he's like, yeah, we're not a team. <laughs> he said, they're coworkers. He said, yeah, we're just guys like with a mutual friend. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was probably my second favorite part. Did you have any thoughts on this piece? I think or? that the bond that they had apart with mm-hmm. Steve mm-hmm. is what keeps them together. It mm-hmm. makes their, their bond unique. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not one of those things where you have a friend of another friend mm-hmm. and that's the only, like, it's like they've been in battle together. They've had situations together. They've mm-hmm. had f- very funny, petty moments. They a lot literally, of those. They literally get uh, like joy out of picking at each other. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I don't think that they will let anything happen to the other person. I'm pretty sure they wouldn't. And flashback to like episode was it two or three. Mm-hmm. It's still hilarious to me when, she made them sit across from each other. <laughs> so, yeah. Or for me, I think still the funniest one was <laughs> him saying, what do you think, you white panther now? <laughs> He's like, hilarious. actually, it's white wolf. He said, what? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Anthony Mackie. What's the, I don't know the guys. Sebastian man. Stan. Man, they. <laughs> Those are my guys. <laughs> they're really good, really good. They are. Yeah. Um, and I like seeing them in other stuff outside of Marvel too. So Anthony Mackie is on a tour right now. He's, he is the he one is killing these roles right now. Anthony's like, I got work to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about y'all, He's but like, I got work to do. AT and T commercial, I do that too. <laughs> I don't know if he did one, but whatever. I don't think he. <laughs> That'd be funny if he ended up with one though. Um. So then Sam sits down. He talks to his sister about the conversation he had with Isaiah. And then, you know, he's talking about like the boat and everything. And he's talking about preserving their history, which really hit home for me. Cause I'm like, I do feel like a lot of the times we don't do stuff to preserve our history. And I feel like we should. Yeah. We give up big mama's house. We give up the property. We give up the acreage. Mm-hmm. We give up the things that that's been passed down for generations. And that's for anybody, but especially for us, I feel like we need to start. Now I'm not saying like we need to live like we in the 1800s or anything. Crazy, yeah, I feel you. But there are certain, it could be recipes. It could be mm-hmm. a home. Like you said, it could be land. It could just be like, you know, holiday traditions. Yeah. Even if, even if you make your own and you just incorporate there, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like new spins. Yeah. Yeah. So I can definitely understand that. Now, if you feel like something's going to be a burden to you, don't do it. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, I'm not saying like we have to live, you know, how they did because we're in a totally different time. But mm-hmm. it's just like certain things, you know, keeping within the family, I feel like it's important. So um, and then he talks about how he used to think he was going to change the world, which technically I think he is even before yeah. this. Um, and then he says, you know. What would be the point of the pain and sacrifice if he wasn't willing to stand up and keep fighting? Mm-hmm. So I completely understand that day in and day out it can be very tiresome as a black person. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of us continue the fight, no matter how tiresome it is. So I, I completely understand what he means. Um, and then we see him training, you know, in the yard with the shield, you know, they love doing these sequences of people learning stuff yeah. in these films and these TV shows. And it's always like super fast. Um, <laughs> and then we see Carly. She's in New York. She gets a briefcase from, say, say his name. Uh, Patrick. Yeah. Um, whatever. We find out he's also there to kill Falcon. Um, and then when it ends, we see the GRC is under attack. Uh, and then we see Sam open the briefcase and then the episode ends. So how did Carly make it to the United States? How did she make it to New York? You don't know who told me she probably got somebody private to fly her. Cause I was thinking how'd she get through the airports? Did she come through through Canada? I don't know. 
Did she run on water? I mean, she got the super. super she ain't running on the water. She'd die. <laughs> um. So, but in the end credits, I must have like been in like in my feelings or something. I put Lamar is creating his own attire and shield, oh, but wow. it's Walker. So sorry about that. Yeah, he's up there welding away <laughs> at whatever. Yeah. So, did she have any thoughts on that episode? What you think uh, of it? Good episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like the I like I really like this episode because they took that time away mm. to for Sam to be around his family. Yes, which I love, and it made it kind of wholesome. Mm-hmm. And it's that whole feeling of having a friend that's kind of like family mm-hmm. because, like you said, his family is we don't know because mm-hmm. he's 106 years old. Mm-hmm. So, that and whole, I think I, sometimes I like it when you have action and then you have some slower pacing and then it's the human side yeah you get to see the everyday as you know the everyday life aspect mm-hmm. of people where sam said he kind of felt like you know his sister probably thought he was running away from you know being at home she said you know she never thought he was running away but we could see we get some background on him we could see him being around his family we could see him talk about everyday life and you know just figuring things out in mm-hmm. a sense and i really really like that part and i think yeah. the dialogue in some of these scenes was like my favorite parts of the episode and so. the whole uncle sam things that they're throwing in there i, I caught all those mm-hmm. with the boys and everything his nephews and mm-hmm. uncles are cool man shout out to the great uncles out there <laughs> uncles are cool man are you a cool uncle i would think so <laughs> Shout out to the cool uncles, man. Uh-huh. I will crack a joke right now, but I don't. I ain't gonna go into that. What joke? Man, I owe you. I owe you, man. Who? When I took you know to the bus station. <laughs> oh, thank you, man. I owe you, man. Uh, I thought you, you were gonna talk about the Uncle P thing from Wandavision. Oh no, no, no. Uh. That Jaffa didn't even know who he was. <laughs> so we're gonna move on to episode Boner. six. <laughs> <laughs> You're so childish. <laughs> <Boner>. <laughs> so moving on to episode six titled one world, one man. So description for this is as the flag flag smashers escalate their efforts. I thought you was about to say the flash. I said, when did this happen? Who? I thought you were about to say the flash. Oh. <laughs> like, did I just, I said, did I doze off? <laughs> you thought we were on DC? I was like, uh, as the flag smashes escalate their efforts, Sam and Bucky take action. I need a sip of water really quick. Go ahead, because we in this thing to win this thing. This episode going to be a little bit over an hour, but hey, we in this thing to win this thing, man. And we knocking this out. So, hey, take a break. Come back to it. Listen to episode five. No, don't take a break. You listen all the way through. Listen all the way through. But, you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. tell a friend to tell a friend. <laughs> I'm get to it before we get there. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay, so episode picks up where it left off with the GRC. Mm-hmm. Sam and Bucky uh, are, you know, communicating on their plan. Yeah, he tells them Sharon's there to help. She held, does the whole little face thing. Hey, I need to get one of those. Hey, I'm here. Um, fishnet stocking on her face. <laughs> GRC is attacked, and then Sam shows up in his fancy new suit. Fancy. Alexa, play uh, nice Drake, and shiny. Fancy. <laughs> Uh, so he realizes that Carly is trying to get everyone outside. Uh, but then he ends up being attacked by what, Patrick, uh, before he can give any order, uh, on like what to do further. Mm-hmm. He also acknowledges himself as Captain America. Yeah. And he's like walking through. I'm like, you better tell them who you Falcon are. Falcon America. 
We're not going to do that. You're not going to do that to, to Sam. We're not doing that. Um, so the people that were inside, you know, the meeting, they're placed into vehicles and then they're like locked in with some new like little technology. Mm-hmm. God knows where they got it from. For people who are broke, they got some amazing technology. Um, <laughs> and then some others were placed on a helicopter. Uh, Bucky talks to Carly on the phone. She's pretty much trying to distract them. Her conversations are always so like weird. I never yeah. really understand what she's going for. Yeah. It's like, Carly, you're just talking at this point. <laughs> um, and then he, you know, realizes this and then he goes to like save the hostages. Carly got that, uh, my minutes after, uh, my minutes free after nine conversation going on. She's just chatting it up for no reason. Um, it kind of reminded me of like when I was in high school. Yeah. You know, I talk crazy sometimes. And my friend told me, he said, won't you shut up? You've been talking since we left the house. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me like think of that when I was watching this. I was like, she really needs to shut up. She's just talking. She just be chatting. <laughs> so um Sam ends up leaving the fight with uh Patrick. Thank you. Um to chase the helicopter with some fancy new boosters on his wings, by the way. Zip zip glide. I'm gonna call everything about his suit fancy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so Carly's group, they look like they're, you know, questioning her a bit. After she's saying, like, you know, they can kill the hostages, you know, like whatever gets the job done. They like mm-hmm. looking around like, we ain't signing up for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> she's saying, like, worst case scenario, they can kill the hostages, you know, to get their point across. And she said it doesn't matter if they die because the movement is strong enough to continue when they die. Her friends or whoever they are to her are looking like yeah. we about to go home. Yeah. Because <laughs> we did not ask for this piece of it. Cause they're yeah. like, wait, we're supposed to just use them as like leverage. And she's like, you know, whatever works. And they're mm-hmm. just like we didn't say that. <laughs> you said that. <laughs> um, where are we at? So, of course, Walker shows up to fight Carly. And then he gets upset after she says she doesn't want to hurt people that don't matter to her cause, right? Right. He questions if she's saying, you know, Lamar's life didn't matter. And then, of course, that pisses him off. Mm-hmm. This is the only instance where I can ever feel bad for him. Because it's like, you killed my best friend. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. And then for you to say he didn't matter to your cause, but he's dead. We gonna have to fight this out. Yeah. <laughs> so of course, you know, they end up fighting. Where my pen go? Oh, but let me, let me say this real quick. Mm-hmm. So as the, whoever these politicians are, these people are in the government, mm-hmm. they're leaving. If you pay attention, they're saying where these vehicles are going over the PA system. Really? Yes. Mm. They're saying this vehicle's going north into the. Why are you saying mm. where these vehicles are going mm. are supposed to be headed? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, you mean like because you're giving that information out? Yeah, you're just giving it out over the PA system and the and people you know are who's listening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, where am I? At? For some reason, please don't shoot me for saying this. What? What he's saying, like, are you saying Lamar's life didn't matter? That felt like a Black Lives Matter moment to me for some reason. <laughs> While it's not a bad thing, that's just how it felt to me. Did it feel like that to you? No. Okay. Maybe I'm just digging too deep. <laughs> no. I think that he was finding, you know, that's his friend. That's how I thought about it. Like, that's his friend. And okay. his life matter. Of course, Black Lives Matter. Come on now. I mean, no, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying, like... Cause you know how sometimes they'll try to take current things. Oh, and, try to throw like little yeah, windows yeah, in there. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm like he most definitely mattered, but I'm like, is this a Black Lives Matter moment? But whatever, yeah. maybe I'll just look too deep into it. Um, 
Where am I at? Uh, so Sam uh, gets in touch with the lady in the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, he convinces her to take over the helicopter on the count of five. Um, but all in all, he had to dodge some bullets. You know, he was knocked into some equipment. You know, mm-hmm. with those fancy boosters, he got out the water. Yeah. So he was fine. Um, and Red Wing is back. So Bucky had them make. So we know pretty much Bucky asked them to make Sam a new suit. And he even got Red Wing back. He's, he's growing as a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I had like here some notes. So I'm going to go over it. So and, and then we're going to talk about it like in the episode. But just like my notes on Sam, mm-hmm. like really quick, like from this episode. He really showed his leadership skills, I feel like, in this episode. Oh. Um, so you can see it in, you know, the helicopter scene when he initially showed up to the GRC. I mean, he got like sidetracked because of old dude who wanted to just show up and, you know, have a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then throughout his episode, he's taken on multiple fights yeah. and he's determining what's a priority and what's not. So, you know, he had the fight with the guy. Patrick. He knocked him down on the ground and then he's like, I got to go because I got to go do this, you know, take yeah. care of this whole helicopter situation. So I feel like he's and then at the same time, I feel like he's delegating to this is leadership. By this the way. is leadership here. Yes. So he's like, hey, he sent her the message like I was told you can fly a helicopter. Mm-hmm. So he's like on the count of five, you know, I need you to take over this helicopter. He's trying to make sure this helicopter does not crash with these people in it. Yeah. So I feel like Sam really showed some leadership skills. So kudos to him in this episode because he did a really great job, I feel like. So I just had to put that out there like really, really fast. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a a very action-packed episode. It's a lot going on. It's a lot A lot of great fight sequences. I'm not going to bring up all the fights. It's a lot going on. It's amazing. You know, Bucky and his whole little motorcycle scene. And then John showing up with his tin can Pepsi (laughs) Pepsi can. Very much so tin can. Yeah. (laughs) It's Pepsi shield Uh, made out of Pepsi cans. Um, so where was I at? Uh, okay. So uh, Carly, you know, she knocks Walker out and she takes one of the trucks. Mm -hmm. She's all over the place. Uh, she drives it and leaves it hanging and Walker is faced with either chasing her or saving the people. So, you know, he starts pulling the truck, you know, he decides he's like, I guess I'm going to go and help these people. Mm -hmm. So he's attacked, you know, um, like while he's doing that, um, and then, of course, Sam shows up and saves the freaking day. Um, and yeah. then the crowd celebrates him. You know, the guy's like, yeah, that's Black Falcon, which felt yeah. so out of place for some reason. And it's like, Falcon, no, was he, that's Captain America. Was he Captain Falcon? No, he said that's Black Falcon. No, one of the ports did. What, what, what do we call you now? Is it Captain oh. Falcon? That's, that's what I was saying before. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then where were we at here? Okay. So Carly escapes, which she always does. Um, and then they all go searching for her, but she is found by Sharon. So of course we find out that Sharon's the power broker. Mm. I feel like this was very obvious for some reason. Um, she tries to convince Carly to come back on her side. Carly says, you know, she wants to change the world. She doesn't care. She doesn't want a power or an empire. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Uh, Patrick. Uh, tells her, you know, he wants more money or he'll tell the world who she is, telling that to Sharon. So both, is it Carly? No, Sharon and, and Patrick are I'm shot. I'm guessing that's how you say anything. She killed him, I think. Yeah. Sharon killed him. Um, Sam shows up to talk to Carly and she tries to fight him, but 
he tells her he's not going to find her back. Mm. Leadership skills. Hello. All over the place. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about Sharon and this power broker thing. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it revenge just... too. Go ahead. <laughs> this just felt so obvious to me. Uh, I didn't want it to be that obvious. I just feel like the rest of the signs were there though. I feel like power broker could have been somebody else. She's kind of boring. Is that me? I figured that power broker would be the dude that like handed it to John in the beginning of the episode of episode five. The dude that's like the top of the government guy. That's the top of the GRC. That would have been a good flip because we didn't really see him a lot, but Mm -hmm. then we'd be like, Oh no. Yeah. Because he has so much access. We hadn't seen maybe. Right. Um, They thought that it was Val for a second, but. What was I going to say? Um, so I, I can understand it. Mm-hmm. Her relationship with, <clears throat> sorry, her relationship with the country mm-hmm. and her being, you know, not pardoned and things of that nature. She had to create a life for herself. So completely get that. Mm-hmm. Just don't see it. <laughs> like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And I, I, tr- I try not to be that way because there's only so much development on it, I guess. Yeah. And you never know, like when things are fully fleshed out, how it could like turn out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, what you want to talk about at the end of this, by the way. Um, but I don't know. I just don't. Okay. So also looking into this, people sort of kind of had a theory about her. Mm-hmm. Some people feel like she's a squirrel. I don't think she is. So here's why though. Um, because they said technically, because she was talking to Carly and she said, you know, what she had done to help her throughout this process. Mm-hmm. Obviously, throughout this process was during the blip. Sharon's face was up as one of the people that got snapped during the blip. Oh, really? In the film. Yeah. <laughs> and so people were like, well, how the hell did she help her during this time frame if she was gone during the blip? Mm-hmm. So... Some people are saying either it's just a timeline thing and Marvel just happened to fuck it up and they're going to just ignore it and keep going. Yeah. Or maybe she's a scroll and that's not actually Sharon and that's somebody who's taking her place. Make sense? Mm, it makes sense, but... I don't know. I feel like, to be honest, it's just Sharon and I they just was like, Sharon. we fucked up the timeline. <laughs> it just is what it is. Sharon's about to get revenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you proud of yourself? That's a bar. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just, I feel like it was kind of obvious from the episode where um, they had that fight in the shipping containers and she was like leaving afterwards. She has a driver. Well, <laughs> like yeah, I, point, like I told you, I pointed that out saying, where's yeah. this driver just sitting? Yeah. And then so. she's saying that they have more problems now. Yeah. Like, what problems would you possibly have if you're assisting somebody? You're just in another country trying to maintain your life. Yeah. So I feel like it was pretty obvious. Um, so moving on. So Bucky and Walker, uh, they stop the other flag smashers, turn them over to the authorities. Uh, Carly points the gun at Sam and she's about to kill him mm-hmm. or she's about to shoot him. Let me not say kill him. She's about to shoot him. Uh, but Sharon shoots her and kills her. Mm-hmm. Sam carries her out to the ambulance and then he has a talk with three members of the GRC about how they label people and what their plan is going forward. So I want to stop talk. here. Beep talk. So, a couple of things. So, okay. I understand 
Carly and her mission mm-hmm. and wanting what's right for people. I don't agree with killing hostages. <laughs> Me either. Um, and sort of kind of the way she's going about things. Mm-hmm. But I understand it. This whole displacement thing is so weird to me because I understand what they're saying. So like people coming back to their homes after being snapped and then there's somebody living in their home. That's freaking weird to me if you ask me. So my thing then becomes, did nobody ever think at some point maybe things may change and you're going to need additional housing? (laughs) Or anything, um, or they just were like, these people are gone, fuck it, we just gonna give their places away. My thing is this, it's weird to me because it's like, it'd be different if they like knocked the houses down. Mm-hmm. But I think it's weird that people moved into people's homes after everybody already had homes. Yeah, it's like, where did you come from? It's like, oh, the person next door to me is gone now, guess I'll move into their home. Unless maybe these were people that were on the street. Possibly. That's the only thing I can think of, but you're right. It's like, I mean, with so many people being gone, there was so much space for people to move around. It was more space. We don't have much space. It was, but it was, you're right. It's just like, if you had a home prior, why move into somebody else's home? Right. Unless I don't know. Maybe they need to explain that to me. Yeah. Maybe unless it's like what, what you're saying, like with the whole people, like people that were displaced have, or, yeah, something. or didn't have homes. Okay. Um, I also did not agree with her dying. No, I didn't think that she. She very much so annoyed me. But but I didn't think she she didn't need to die. But did they actually say that she died, or like insinuate that she actually died, or was she just knocked out from? Sam shot? said she died. Oh okay. Um. Maybe the super soldier. Well, they Sam. couldn't lock her in the raft. But we also know Sharon killed her because she didn't want her secret getting out. Yeah. So that was probably the main reason why she's dead in the first place. Which, of course, I figured that was going to happen. I'm like, she's probably going to die. She knows Sharon's a power broker. Unless she can, like, work something down with her. I'm like, she's probably going to die. Because Sharon doesn't want her secret out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Um, so then, I feel like Walker got a redemption arc, too, so. A redemption what? Arc. What you mean? You know how, like, you have a really shitty character? Oh, he's kind of like... And then they kind of work their way back into our hearts a little bit here. Yeah, he was never in my heart, though. Go ahead. That's very true. But you know what I'm saying, though. They You kind of work your way back to some type of likability, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, I feel like it was... I mean, it's only six episodes. Maybe they could have, like, stressed it a little bit. We always say they could have stressed uh, it a little bit. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it didn't have to be in this this season, I guess. Oh, okay. But I understand it because then it... it um connects to the end of the episode in a sense right but i feel like he got off a little easy he got a redemption arc a little too soon redemption arc you know yeah. how like we hated jamie but then we sort of kind of likes jamie by the end of game of thrones yeah that's a redemption arc but that took time it took, i about to say it took time yeah um i never like hated him i wasn't a fan of him though mm-hmm. but you're, i mean you're right i never like really had him in my heart he was anything. never in our hearts yeah um and that shield was nasty that shield was <laughs> disgusting. That shield looked like something that I would take back <laughs> some years back and put in my my bicycle tire to get that motorcycle sound. Mm. That shield oh. 
with like a whole bunch of wire what hankers What was it? Was together. it like aluminum? Did people put like, remember you used to put aluminum foil on their tires too? No, right? you put, yeah, you put aluminum foil on your tires. To make it shine? Like you had spinners? Like you had rims and then you would take a... Uh, Do you remember spinners? Yes. Shout out to Latrell Spreewell. Uh, in Dada shoes that I wanted. Mafia those had a whole song about riding spinners. You said the, what? Those Dada shoes with the spinner thing. I'm like, <laughs> they were disgusting. Freaking disgusting. Everybody sold spinners. Walmart sold spinners. My daddy had some spinners, some hubcaps from AutoZone. But you know, you could tell when they were like fake because they would stop spinning when you stopped driving. They were fake. They were regardless. supposed to keep going, right? <laughs> They were supposed to keep spinning. Sometimes the what well, they call them floaters, because it, like it's float. Yeah. But sometimes you can drive and your spinners don't spin. Your tires just going. Mm-hmm. And then when you stop, your spinner starts spinning. Yeah. Those hard when they first came out. Okay. And my mama had spinners on they. I seen yeah. spinners on vans, <laughs> minivans. That, that's that creep van. That is. Um. Did you have any thoughts on um on anything before I get into Sam's speech here? I feel like I've been doing most of the talking. Have I been talking too much? No, I'm looking at the waveforms here, and I talk pretty much a bit. I mean, okay. it's a lot of back and forth here, but okay. So, <laughs> Sam giving his speech was one of my favorite moments. Of course, mm-hmm. we're gonna get to my ultimate favorite moment. Okay, so that made me cry. Um, so just a couple of things from his speech. So he tells the senator, "Now you know what it feels like to struggle and feel hopeless." Mm. Because black people every day mm. have to face that kind of stuff. Black people, people that are displaced, um, you know, poor people. Now you know what it feels like mm-hmm. <laughs> to feel hopeless and, you know, like you don't have any power. Yeah. You know, after you beg so much for people to like listen to you and nobody listens to you. Yeah. Um, he tells them, you know, millions of people are going to hate him, you know, for being a black man every time he picks up that shield. You know, which is crazy. Yeah. He's like, you're telling me that I don't understand something. I'm a black man wearing stars and stripes. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He says the only power he has is that he believes we can do better, which I do, too. I feel like there's always a lot. going. There's still a lot going on in the world. Mm -hmm. We don't always talk about everything. But I always hold that little bit of hope that we can do better. Just as a, as a as a world, I do. But you know, sometimes I look at these old things that were here before we were even born, and people were still talking about stuff in the sixties and seventies and the eighties and everything. Can tell you that too. And music, I was about to say music and like old films and everything. And I just be like, dude, some of this stuff has been has been literally been going on since like forever. Forever. And if it really doesn't directly affect people, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother them. They're just like, whatever, they'll look away and be like, that's not my fight or it's not bothering me or people I love. So whatever, until they have a mixed cousin or a mixed grandchild <coughs> and that, that looks like me, but they're half, they look like J Cole or somebody, but they're, mm-hmm. they're biracial. Mm-hmm. And then it, 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 it hits home. And I wish yeah. things would have, would have to stop hitting home. For people to be empathetic and yeah. sympathetic mm-hmm. uh, about the whole human experience. Yeah. 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 Good point. Um, and then this is something that was very important because this applies to everyday life. Sam asked, who's in the room when you, when these decisions are made? Mm-hmm. This is everyday life. When it comes, especially when it comes to things like representation, you have people who want to write stories for people and don't want to include the people that they're writing the story about right. in the room. 
If you're writing a story about indigenous people, you need to have indigenous people in the room. Exactly. If you're writing stories about black people, you need to have black people in the room. Right. If you're writing stories about LGBTQ+, you need to have those people in the room. Yes. If you're writing stories about Asians, you need to have Asians in the room. Mm-hmm. If it's Latinx or whatever, they need to be in the room. Yes. It's nothing hard Doesn't about matter. That. Whatever. And that's just an example. That's yeah. not what he's talking about here. But yeah. But he's saying you guys are making decisions for people. But who are the people in the room when you're making these decisions? And you have a eight bedroom home and you're going home and you have your Labrador retriever and your yeah. indoor pool, outdoor pool. Yeah. You know, you with the money team. Yeah. So. <laughs> Ray J. <laughs> Ray J is, is. Hey, I love Ray J, man. Ray J is a gem. Okay. I love Ray J. <laughs> um, and he's just saying like when they're making the decisions, it's more people like you mm-hmm. that's in the room. It's not the people that you need to include in these conversations. Yeah. Um, and then he says, you know, no one stopped to even ask why Carly was doing what she was doing. Right. They just was like, she's a terrorist and you know, we stopped. need to get rid of her. Right. And she was doing some crazy shit, but I understand it. Nobody ever asked, what is she trying to say? The to reason us? to yes. all the madness. Yeah. So I felt like that was a very, very important, uh, important point in his conversation. And mm-hmm. then he asked them, how are you guys going to use your power? You know, yeah. like, what are you going to do to make things better? Yeah. You are you going to use it for better or for worse? So very important. Uh, peace. Peace. And speech and, yeah. yeah. And then of course, you know, afterwards he walks away and Bucky's like, yeah, I was texting. I only heard some part about B- you being a black ass. man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, they love picking B- on each other. <laughs> um, so then they stop to, you know, talk to Sharon, mm-hmm. get her some help. Um, so Sam tells her that he's serious about, uh, you know, getting her the pardon. And then I guess he's an FBI agent or something, you know, he's like, Cap. And I was just like, Ugh. now y'all want to be He kept, man. Yeah, he kept saying like, Cap, hey. That's the same guy that was in the building in the beginning. Hey. Right? It's uh, like, hey. boy, shut up. Hey. Um, so they asked Sam, you know, for help to get the flag smasher out the Hudson, the one he knocked out of the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um... And then we also see the Flag Smashers are being transported to the raft. Mm-hmm. You know, the guard who locks them in, he's like, one world, one people. This is the new Hill Hydra, by the way. <laughs> Except it's a different cause. <laughs> um, <laughs> is it bad that sometimes I'm like out in everyday life? I don't want to actually say Hill Hydra to people, but I want to just like hand something to somebody. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> and see like what their reaction would be. Because Hydra wasn't like racist or anything. It was like for like specific stuff, right? Like they were. I'm trying to see how like I couldn't explain it. Yeah, because they didn't give a fuck who they killed. Obviously. Um. Yeah, it's kind of hard for me to like that because my brain is like everywhere. That would be hilarious though. To hell some hands on the mic, say hell Hydra. Like you go to check out (laughs) to check out at the Kroger and you just hand a hell Hydra. What the hell is this? Anybody who does skits, you guys should do that. You better, yeah. you better tag me in it too. Mm, um, plot. <laughs> Link in the bio. What was I going to say? Um, so, you know, the guard says one world, one people. And then the vehicle carrying the flag smash, smashers is blown up by Zemo's butler. So we got us a dark Alfred. Mm, Alfred Alfredo. Out here, Alfred out here blowing folks up. Mm, and then going to clean it up, huh? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um... So, of course, Zemo's listening in his prison because he has access to everything. Um, and then we also hear over the radio. Uh, I don't know if people are paying attention, but the GRC is going to be making some changes to their policies while Zemo's listening anyway. Um, 
Chelsea. Walker at the end is introduced as a U.S. agent. You know, he's he's happy and giddy. He's like, oh, it's the same suit, but in black, because it's the same thing as like in the comics. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same hero. He's just black. Yeah, and then she's talking about, oh, it's probably the helmet. I'm like, the helmet looks the same as the one he wore for the other one. He looks like Hamburglar still. <laughs> his dad's Russell Crowe, right? Is it? Is his dad Russell Crowe? Beautiful mind, like Russell Crowe. Because Russell Crowe's going to be in Thor. You know, it's funny. I've thought about nothing but Votto and Cameron lines doing this whole podcast. because <laughs> Why? Because they have Anthony Hopkins lines. And I think Cameron has a line that says, well, we already been cursing. So it'll be explicit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but he says, beautiful man like Russell Crowe. Hustle, ho. <laughs> but yeah. Can you stop thinking about rap music while we're doing this, please? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Cameron, man. Um... What do you think about that? Him being introduced as U.S. agent. I, I knew it was coming. I didn't know how long it was coming. I mean, I think you were right when you said they could have stretched it out if mm. it was going to be another season. Because what's crazy is we don't know if these are are these limited series. We don't know. We so don't know if there's the going to be a season two. See, and that's the thing right there because it could be limited series that go into other things and play off into other series and then go into other movies. Well, we're not getting Captain America 4 anytime soon. So, so yeah. So Unless you, they're like already like writing it or it's written already. And I wish they would have picked a uh, better U.S. agent, but you know, I will say this though: the actor that plays John Walker—he's growing on me for some reason. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's doing a great job at being John Walker, but he was never mm-hmm. in my heart as Captain America. I will say yeah, that for sure. Yeah, he he definitely is. I will give him that. You know, the guy who's portraying John Walker—he's doing a good job. Yeah, I will I, absolutely give him that. I will say, I don't want to think of my Captain America as the person at the barbecue stealing burgers. So, <laughs> or as. Yeah. That's the girl said on um, Twitter, Steve Rogers would never. He would never. <laughs> he would actually bring something to the barbecue and leave because he know. Though he is invited, we not doing that no more. Black people love Chris Evans, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, okay, so Val, you call her. Yeah, I just went, went yeah. But so, she said don't call her Val, but go ahead. Whatever her name is. Contessa Val, I don't know what her name is. So she's supposed to be like a darker version of Nick Fury. Right, so I heard. Yeah. Um, so clearly, it sounds like she's working with Zemo. She's mm-hmm. like our friend Zemo got what he wanted, or something, mm-hmm. or got the last laugh. And then this might be the setup for the Thunderbolts. Facts, I heard that too. Okay, so yeah, we heard this the same thing. Then. Yeah, I heard she's also in the comics. She's like Queen Hydra or something, and all this other <laughs> stuff. She plays a couple different characters in the the comics, but you know what we should do? What in front of our family one day? We should start like just handing each other stuff and just saying Hill Hydra and see what they say. God. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out a way to like do this in wow. front of people. I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Hand you a plate and say <laughs> uh so Bucky find this is like the story winding down. Mm-hmm. Winding down, I should say. So Bucky finally tells Jury that he killed his son as the winter soldier. Which is sad, man, because that was his buddy. Yeah, and that was hard for him. Um, and then he also leaves the book with a note for Dr. Rayner telling mm-hmm. her thank you. Um, and then I'm assuming this part is him realizing that Yuri finally got out on his own. He was sitting at the bar or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he sort of kind of got some closure with that. I'm sure it hurt his feelings because he probably can't hang out with his friend anymore. Yeah. Um, But that was a very emotional scene between him and Yuri. Yeah. And they didn't really show what Yuri said to him, right? No, they didn't. Okay. They just seen, showed the door closing. Yeah. And he walked off. I feel bad for Bucky. Somebody just taking over your body and your mind 
Yeah. And you don't know that you're doing something. And then you got to rectify for some things you didn't even know you were doing. Yeah. And the only friend that he had had in a while that he was hanging out with, mm-hmm. he did something to his son. Yeah. He probably, well, he was friends with him for that reason. Yeah. But he probably didn't know they was going to have that type of connection, though. Yeah. Probably so. You know. Um. So Bucky's doing the work. Like He's doing told. the work, man. Good job for Bucky. Um. So this is my absolute favorite part. Go ahead. Maybe of the entire series. Mm-hmm. So Sam shows up to talk to Isaiah. So oh yeah, he tells Sam, you know, you're a special guy. He jokingly tells him, he said, you're no Martin Malcolm or Mandela. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just messing with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, you know, like a black Captain America, huh, or whatever. So he tells him, like, you know, the fight won't be easy. But Sam tells him, which I agree with, mm-hmm. we built this country. We bled for it. Yes. He's not going to let anybody tell him that he can't fight for it. Right. I'm like, you're right, Sam. He has that right. Yeah. He said, not after what everybody, including, including Isaiah, went through before him. Mm-hmm. So Sam then takes him to this Captain America exhibit where there's now a statue and information on Isaiah. And I was it's like, beautiful. Ah, my, my heart. It's beautiful, man. So he tells him, you know, now they'll never forget what he did for this country. Mm-hmm. And then there's a plaque that's back there and I paused it so I could intentionally read this entire plaque. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had to get the last two lines from somewhere else because I couldn't fully like make it out. Yeah. So I'm going to read what the plaque says in case you guys didn't know. So it says Isaiah Bradley is an African-American hero whose name went unknown for too long. Isaiah was one of the dozen African-American soldiers who were recruited against their will and without their consent for participation in pursuit of the super soldier serum. Most did not survive. The few who lived through testing were sent on secret missions during the Korean War. During the conflict against all odds, Isaiah Bradley rescued his fellow soldiers and 28 other POWs from behind enemy lines. However, feel fearful of the ramifications of a black super soldier. Some individual individuals, I cannot talk, within the government tried to erase Isaiah's story from history. His family was issued a falsified death certificate, and for decades, the truth of his unflinching bravery was buried. And then I'm just going to do this last piece. So the episode, you know, ends with Sam back at home. He's taking photos and spending time with family and mm-hmm. Bucky. And then in the end credits, Sharon gets pardoned. She makes a phone call, says now she has access to weapons, government secrets, etc., and that I'm assuming she's going to be selling and trading and stuff. So yeah, this piece with Sam and Isaiah. So let's talk about it. This was amazing because we talked about this, how so many people's stories go untold. Mm-hmm. I know this is fictional, but it art imitates life. Yes. So, so many people's stories go untold. And I think that was really cool for, I'm assuming that's his grandfather, his grandson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's supposed to be a patriot at some point. Yeah. yeah. That, I, I heard that too. So that, that's really cool for him to see, you know, like my grandfather has spent all this time hiding, you know, because of what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's gonna like know who he is. He's written, he's, they, yeah. written, they, they took him out and they put him back. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that he, received his flowers he he still don't want to be bothered probably yeah no <laughs> but i'm happy that he you know like uh received his flowers you know like while he was alive this was a tearjerker for me i was like oh my gosh this is like so special <laughs> and you know what i found out i don't what? know if you found this out but the house when sam's walking up the block uh-huh that is uh mlk's is it home i think it's childhood home yeah 
Wow, I didn't know so that. So I was like, wow, that's crazy. That's that's like how that merged in there when he said he's no, you know, uh-huh. Martin Malcolm. And I like how, you know, they may not know their names, but they they put in there that there were others who, mm-hmm. you know, were lied to and sent out on these missions and things of that nature. And I'm just like, they should have put that piece in there about him whooping Bucky's ass, but they probably wouldn't make it. <laughs> yeah, you the one ain't got no, why ain't got no left arm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm just like, that's really, really special. And I'm sure that means like a lot because, you know, especially from the beginning, you know, he said he was bitter and he mm-hmm. has every right to be, but for him to see, you know, he's alive. So he not only gets to see a black captain America, but he gets to see that he's being recognized mm-hmm. as somebody who was once, uh, well, who's somebody who was also a super soldier. Yeah. And now my story gets told. So I was like, that is very very special. Very, yeah. Then I'm, you know, I was sitting next to y'all trying not to cry. I was mm-hmm. like, but then I watched it back yesterday. I was in here crying. <laughs> I was like, nobody's in here with me. I can cry. Wow. <laughs> Did you have any thoughts on that scene? Uh, I thought it was a great scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was afraid for a second because I was like, man, I don't want them to come after him. But I was like, you know yeah. what? I think he's still incognito. Yeah. But Sam just wanted to show him that that exhibit. Because if they have a false death certificate, they don't know if he's still alive or not. Whatever. Yeah. But the whole thing is, I am happy that Sam was in position mm-hmm. to get him yeah. his, you know, his just due and get his names rewritten in the books and to make them accountable when people read that. Mm-hmm. And also to let them understand that this is something that continues to go on, but like you said, like he's getting his, his just due. He's not, people go so long without getting their flowers or mm-hmm. get, like he did a lot and to go through it. And I'm sure he had friends with those other people. Mm-hmm. Imagine going into something with your friends. Yeah. He's then, like, I'm not leaving my friends behind. And then they all die. You're the only one left because mm-hmm. they lied to you. And all yeah. Things. So, yeah. So that was really, really, uh, that was probably like one of my favorite scenes mm-hmm. of this like entire series. Yeah. Um, I did think it was funny when Sam showed up at the house and you know his grandson has been like blocking him from stuff Sam told him he needs to learn some manners oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like you need to learn some manners <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was really really great so then you know Sam being back at home so Bucky is like basically Sam's family now yeah that's what I'm saying yeah you know he's playing with the kids he's with the local people bringing yeah. cakes to the party yeah <laughs> I was like, oh, look at them. They, they're friends, but they probably won't say they're friends. Yeah, went from sleeping <laughs> on the floor to sleeping on the couch. <laughs> look at that. They'll, they'll probably deny their friendship, which yeah. is even funnier, but <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Um, and then when the show ended, instead of it being Falcon and Winter Soldier, it now says Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I was yeah. like, oh, y'all yeah. trying to make me cry. And I will say this. I never thought that I would be happy to see because I was like, yeah, I was like, that's never going to happen. I think we had talked about this before. Yeah. But I was like, the way that they did it, it went well. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I don't mind it now. So, and that's when I, I was talking about how I didn't want to necessarily give my thoughts on the whole power broker thing without it being fleshed out. Mm -hmm. Because initially after watching Endgame, I was like, I don't know how I feel about seeing being Captain America. They didn't really give us any, anything on it. Mm-hmm. So initially my thoughts was, it's not that I didn't like it. I'm always happy for a black character, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, now like with 
backstory and everything to like add on to it and things being sort of kind of fleshed out. I love it. The it writers, makes sense. The writers did a really good job. Yeah. Um, so and like, I look forward to whatever they plan on like doing like with this character. But I wasn't, like I said in the beginning, I'm like, why wouldn't they give it to Bucky? You know, they were best friends and, yeah. you know, they went through all this stuff together. Of course, Bucky held the shield at some point too. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for them to give it to Falcon, I was like, yeah, they were around each other, but we didn't really see too much, mm-hmm. you know? Of course, they like went on missions and stuff together that we didn't see. Right. Um, but now it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. I yeah. like the way it was written and it didn't feel forced. Yeah. And and it showed um, his his troubles with mm-hmm. determining whether or not he wanted to do this and mm-hmm. you know the Wakandans gave him this real like nice flashy suit his wings can go on the ground I mean it's like it's amazing I like that they kept his identity with the wings with the wings the wings were my favorite part of the suit still <laughs> yeah and the shield is it's a small piece of, of mm-hmm. his uniform to me yep yep but somebody did say something I agree with why didn't they give him a head covering? Because he was busting through glass and all this stuff. I don't know. But I guess as Falcon, he didn't really have a head covering. So I, I guess think it, he did in the comics, right? I think he did in the comics. I don't know, cartoons, but I don't know. Also, I mean, it's sort of kind of fitting for Sam because Sam's a veteran, you know? Exactly. That's so, very true. It, it makes sense. So, that is very true. Yeah. I think people sometimes forget that Sam's a veteran too. Yeah. And, you know, he was doing the work too in the beginning you know with um these groups and things that he was like in charge of you know mm-hmm. when he met captain america so he probably also that's why he was able to give bucky some um advice because you yeah. know he dealt with that give some tidbits that he can use sam's a great leader he really yeah. really showed that i feel like throughout this series so that makes me really happy i'm looking forward to captain america 4 not really sure what they're going to do with it i'm sure bucky may be in there to some extent mm-hmm. um which makes sense because <clears throat> Bucky's probably gonna go home and chill now for a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to, Oh, and they said Torres might become, yeah, I seen that too. I yeah. didn't want to say that, but yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause he, he left the wings with him. Well, I think Torres was going to try to fix the wings for him initially. And now he has the wings. So he's like, well, shit, I can put them on. <laughs> yeah. And shout out to, you know, they called him Sergeant ba- uh, Barnes. That was pretty cool. When he was walking through the line, in the was it the last episode, and the the officer was like Sergeant Barnes. What office? The officer said Sergeant. Uh, when I don't, I don't remember that part. Uh, was it the episode six or something or whatever? But when Bucky was walking through like the police or whatever, I don't know if it was episode five or six. He said, "Was it at the end or something?" No, it was like in the beginning. Like oh, when he was like heading into the building. Yeah, he's like Sergeant Barnes. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh well, good. They need to give him his identity. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that arm looks better and better every episode. I don't know what they doing to that arm. Somebody made a good point. Please tell me what all this arm can do. That arm looks nice. Yeah. With the color added in there. I'm like, now that is a sexy arm. So I wonder, <laughs> can this arm actually spread Murray's hair grease evenly? Who? You know, the wave grease coming to orange can. We're not doing that. Yo, that stuff is so thick. <laughs> God, dog. Whatever. <laughs> I thought you meant something like real. I'm like, what? I mean, it is real. I know Murray's is, but you're talking about using a, a vibranium arm to spray grease. Man, it might block it up. We know it's vibranium. They know they got some good stuff, but Murray's pretty You know, thick. somebody tried to tell me that's like, 
because she's black too, of course. She's like, why do black people call, uh, what is it supposed, it's, it's called hair or something. She's like, why do we call it grease? And I was like, that's just what we call it. She's like, it's, it's not, not called. She's like, it's not called that. And I said, it's called grease. What is it called then? <sighs> it's Let grease. Let me see. It's probably pomade. It's not, it's actually not grease. It's actually something else. I heard uh-huh. Vince Staples talking about, he's like pomade. He's like, no black people don't use pomade. Anyway, shout out Vince Staples too, man. I would love to get like a 15, 20 minute, you know, little tidbit. But yeah, man, for the most part, I think we're done. She's just looking up what it's what is it called. <laughs> <laughs> so. I can't remember. I don't know what it's called, but they said, she was telling me it's not called hair grease. I said, the hell it ain't called hair yeah, grease. Yeah, it's hair grease. <laughs> but whatever but yeah we're done yeah so good episodes mm-hmm. good series very much so enjoyed it uh loki's up next i think i'm thinking that wandavision and uh falcon and winter soldier both great series mm-hmm. but they both stand alone and yes it's really good mm-hmm. and i think that if you haven't watched it and you're listening to this, you should go give it a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, get you a Disney Plus membership for that 30 days. Watch both of them. Is it 30 days or a week? I'm saying like if you're going to pay for it. Oh, okay. I mean, if you got a week off. I mean, honestly, the it. episode is only six in yeah. however many episodes of WandaVision. It's not that long. So. Yeah. Make sure you watch uh, Age of Ultron. All <sighs> of, my uh, goodness. You know, but yeah, man, I'm done. <laughs> So Loki is up next yes. for Disney Plus series. Yes. We will definitely be talking about Loki. Yes. So you guys stay with us for that. Mm-hmm. Next week, we are going to be reviewing Mortal Kombat, yes. the film, 2021 version. Um, mm-hmm. So make sure you guys come back next week for yeah. that. Let me back up and say this. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so yeah, man. Until next time, please subscribe. Mm-hmm. Please tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh-huh. Email us. Let us know what you guys think, how we can improve, what you want to hear us review, mm-hmm. what you're watching. We want to know all those things. We're also um, going to work on something for House of the Dragon. Let's have to figure out how I'm going to do this. Yeah. DM us. I'm just looking. Oh, I thought it was something in here. This is how I, I get my freestyle on. I, I find a focal point. Oh, DM gosh. us. Uh, let us know. Make sure you go to uh, iTunes. Download that album. Uh download these episodes and man continue to grow with us and we really appreciate you guys so Mm -hmm. yeah until next time you got anything yeah um be kind take care of yourself Mm. um make sure you guys come back Mm. and uh rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman still yes and to DMX as well and to DMX yes and to all the fallen soldiers and to Cicely Tyson and everybody else that we lost yes 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 all right until next time until next time what's the plot